Hello, colleagues. Hello, friends. Welcome to the unofficial podcast all about Hogswood Cooper Media. If you don't know, Hogswood Cooper is the international conglomerate that owns everything from coal mines to tech startups, news stations to casinos. Now, I don't work for HCM personally. I'm just their number one fan. And with this podcast, I'm on a mission. I want to interview folks who work in every subsidiary of this remarkable company. So join me, won't you? I'm Dean Ardenfeld, and this is The Corporation. My first guest is the manager of the Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin branch of Cheesy Times USA, the national chain of family restaurants known for their hamburgers, ball pits, and of course, cheese. Cheesy Times has fallen on hard times lately due to worker laziness, which my guest is going to tell us all about. On weekends, he enjoys full-contact laser tag. Please welcome Rick Modblom. Hello, Dean Ardenfell. How Hi. are you today? I'm great. Now, fantastic first, to hear. First things first, nobody wants to work. No one wants to work. It rustles my jimmies right up my legs all the way to my thighs, Dean. I don't know what your jimmies are or why they're wrestling, but I understand the sentiment, I think. Yes. So you, you've had to close down so many days just because... you know, So I, many days. I've seen the pieces of paper, the passive-aggressive notes that you stick to the door of cheesy yes. times that say, like, couldn't find anybody to work, no one wants to work, we're not open today. Seems like you're having a real staffing crisis over there. A big-time staffing crisis there, Dean, and I yeah. don't understand it. Yeah, what are you chalking when up to? When I was a teen yeah. and I was working my way up the cheesy time USA ladder, Wow. I was a I was a bus boy. Yeah. Started out did did the dishes. Yeah. I made my way up to salad connoisseur. Wow. And then manager. And yeah. I've been manager <laughs> for the last forty two years. I was gonna say it's an incredible run that you've had. Yeah. I agree. And, and so I don't understand these kids these days not sure. understanding that they're getting what they get because it's what they deserve. Sure. Now, I also know that the uh, starting salary for Cheesy Times USA has pretty much not changed in those 40 years. It has not. And so I don't understand <laughs> sure. what they're complaining about. And, and also, you know, you were actually born in a different generation where you had a lot more kind of research. You own your own home, I think, right? I had my own home. I bought my first home with at your, 12. With I bought my second home wow. at 18 and a half. So you're, you're a landlord. You've got that passive income going on. So, yes. so what do you say to people who are like, well, these young kids who don't have homes and, and re revenue, they've got to live on this base salary of what is it? Seven, seven twenty-five an hour. It's four fifty oh, an 450. hour. Okay. I've actually lowered it out of spite. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. That's, yes. Yeah, that's just since the pandemic. Just since the <laughs> pandemic started, I yeah. lowered the, the wage. I've wow. been fighting the state. They say that that's uh, against the rules. Mm -hmm. And I say, get these jimmies out of my pant legs, and then okay. you can come and make the rules. Sure. But I've been fighting the good fight. You and, sure have, and, mm. and, and good on you for doing it. My interpretation of the word jimmies is, is those little black chocolate things you put on top of an ice cream cone. Yes. And that's what's in your pant legs? Well, I think of it as, you know, when you get mad and you, uh, all your, you get a tenseness yeah. and your muscles and, and, and you get like goose pimp 
pimples running up and down. Sure. That's, I call those my jimmies. Oh, I see. Okay. It's a metaphor for the rage that overtakes your nervous system. I am unbridled. Yes, yes. It's funny because you've got you've had nothing but a smile on your face this whole time. I, you gotta force it. I work in the service industry. Sure. You must remember. And for 40 years, and it's sort of for stuck. For 42 years, it wow. must be a part a permanent part of your life and your face sure and what you do have you ever had a meltdown where you you've lost that uh that facade of uh never on the clock never at work wow. uh i know, i maintain a professionalism that's how i've maintained manager so it's it's incredible to me that someone with a record like this who's never cracked at work and always and just and just internalizes it through the metaphor of jimmies in their legs mm. um has had you had a, a a full walkout your entire staff just walked out can you believe it, Dean like, Ardenfeld? Why would they do that to you? I'm still trying to figure it out. And yeah. I've read all of their messages to me that laid out very specifically why. Uh-huh. And I think it's a load of hogwash. So what are, What kind of hogwash are they saying that you're... Oh, they're saying we're underpaid, we're mm. overworked. Mm. They say that the way I speak is inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> They're the weirded out every sentence I say that because seems like a more it's a, a personal thing. That's yeah, a personal that one, attack. Well, I I focused on that one. Okay, and yeah. decided to ignore the rest. Yeah, like because famously you're making them work sixty hours a week with no overtime and stuff. But you're focusing well, on the. I have to. I'm forced to because no one right. wants to work. Dean right. Ardenfeld, these lazy kids don't want to work. That's true. That's true. Do, has anyone come in and filled out an application application in the last few weeks? Uh, I had two people come in. Oh, yeah? They would say I scared them away. Hmm. But uh, I like to think that I was so excited to see new faces. Yeah. That I... I I may have you been come on a, a little, little strong. I came on a little strong. Yeah. And, and, and what, what what form did that take? Well, I screamed at them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I screamed right in their face immediately. Was it like a, a an angry thing or they like a begging? Up, I saw them. They picked up the application yeah. and I immediately was like, this is my employee and I can get them to sweep that part of the restaurant that we haven't swept in two months. Oh, so so your brain just went to like treating them as a. He asked the hostess for an application. Yeah, I went up to him and screamed at him to to sweep (laughs) to do his job to sweep (laughs) and mop. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. And he didn't do it. Ran out. And you were like, you failed the test. These right? lazy, entitled kids. I tell you, probably the next thing you would have asked is how much it pays, right? Ah. Disgusting, and I would have said four fifty an hour. Right, right. Wow. What What do you think is going to happen to Cheesy Times if you can't get any more employees? Well, first things first, the cheese is going to go bad. Oh wow! I thought cheese just got better with age. Nope. <laughs> Not the kind you have. Not the kind we have. Uh-huh. That's like good cheese. You're talking like right. quality cheese. Okay. You know, people with their pinkies in the air. Our cheese is more of like a viscous goo that we. <laughs> shape into different things depending on what the customer asks for. I see. Uh, so you you think the cheese is going to go bad? Do you think there will... Undoubtedly. It's already <laughs> starting to. And do you think there's a, a turning point when you're going to have to like close the doors indefinitely? Or Well, uh, I'm, I'm a fighter. Mm-hmm. I'm a fighter, Dean Ardenfeld. Yeah. I'm a fighter. And I'm going to fight to keep Branch 4291 mm. open. Sure. 
through all the hard times. That's even if that if I have to do everything in the restaurant myself, which is something I've had to do the last two and a half weeks. And I've seen other places who don't have the same drive that you do, where like the boss will just say, I can't do all these jobs at once, so I'm closing or... Quitters, Dean. Quitters, yeah. So Whenever you're anyone to do it all. talks about, oh, the economy's bad, oh, small businesses are struggling, yeah. oh, the corporations are taking all the jobs and sure. all the stuff, I say, you're not... You, I, that gets my jimmies all up, up my back, wow. I tell all you. the way up your back. All the way up like a, my back. Like a rooster tail. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real measure of how pissed I am, you know? Yeah, I'm going to start using this. I like the idea that you can kind of like uh, gauge what your internal rage meter is based on how many jimmies you've got on different parts of your body. Also, I turn a beat red. I have seen that. Moving yeah. up my body. Oh, it's like a flush yeah, situation. It is like yeah. it moves with the goose pimple jimmies. Wow. Goose yes. pimple jimmies. And have you, ever, have you ever worried or has any doctor ever told you that you're internalizing too much of this rage? And Without maybe... a doubt. But <laughs> they've been more focused on how much cheese I ingest than anything. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. is that why? That's just... the main yeah. source of my uh, the discomfort that I feel in my body at every moment. It's just the, the just the amount of viscous cheese goo. Yeah, I'm leaking. <laughs> Do you not have any other have any other shift meal you can eat while on the job other than cheese? I mean, you know, after we we discontinued the salads. Mm. Uh, I know I told you I was a salad connoisseur. Sure, but we discontinued salads. Really? Uh, soon into my managerial, uh, but th that's just what the people of Wisconsin want. So you so is that where the the basketball hoops are now? Sorry? Is that where the basketball hoops are now? Because <laughs> I know there's like a ball pit. Yeah. And there are those little miniature basketball oh, hoops. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've had to move a lot around. There, you know, yeah. we during the 80s, there was a real push for, you know, Dave and Buster's kind of Char uh, Charles Entertainment Cheese kind of sure, kind of yeah. deals going on. And so we made the pivot, you know, some dumb little games, a ball pit here and things there. Yeah. Uh, I got to uh, imagine that ball pit. But no salads. No salads. I mean, uh, the salad bar I know famously wasn't that clean, but the ball pit has got to be. You got to be having a hard time getting that clean. I haven't cleaned it in a couple months yeah. uh, at this point, but I'm not too concerned because we haven't had many customers. Sure. And the uh, and the CDC has recommended that you do not bring your children to cheesy times. You is that true? The CDC itself. The CDC itself came out and said specifically the 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 Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin branch of Cheesy Times USA. Wow. You mu you can do if you bring your children there, they will contract the disease that is five times worse than the coronavirus. So uh, is that something that you're uh, that you're insulted by or proud of? It almost seems like a I'm feather in your cap. I'm proud of it. I'll put, you know, I'll put, I, if I could put it on the sign, I would. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking Sometimes about this. Sometimes you're going to hop in a ball pit and get a disease right. that's five times worse than the <laughs> coronavirus. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because in my day, you know, one of the ways that you proved that you were tough was that you got diseases and then you got over them and exactly. you built you built your tolerance up. And I think that's why we're seeing a lot of these, let's face it, sort of more manly men refusing to wear masks and stuff because I think they're saying to the, the, the world, look how tough I am, right? As, so like if you, if you can tough out being in a Cheesy Times USA and getting diseases from a ball pit, you can tough out anything. Like it's almost a marker of your manhood. No right? one's cooler than a leper who hasn't killed himself. What? 
I'm not sure we're on the same you page. You heard me. No. Are we making the same point? No, yeah. It's like someone who's really suffering, but yeah. is like, fuck this. I'm going to go through life. Okay. And also, yeah. so, so we are hiring lepers at this point. You know, <laughs> if you have leprosy and you're listening to the podcast, please call me at 555-CHEESE. I'm wondering... <laughs> You're actively hiring Wisconsin's lepers? We're actively hiring Wisconsin's because we're desperate for workers. I, I, now I'm a little more worried about what's at the bottom of that ball pit. No comment. <laughs> All right. Well, what's full contact laser tag? Because uh, it says here that that's your, that's your big hobby. Well, you know, I, I think I've uh, expressed how r- rage-filled I am yeah, as a person, right. you know. And so uh, one of the best ways, the best thing about... Wisconsin and uh, and all the states out uh, uh, sort of in the in the proverbial middle of nowhere as right. you, as they're said they we come up with some real stupid crap to get uh, have a good time sure yeah so there is a full contact laser tag joint down down on on Biggersby Avenue Biggersby Avenue Biggersby Avenue uh-huh. yeah I head on down to Biggersby Avenue yeah. after work uh, most nights. And, uh, you know, I close up shop. It's a late night place. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I close up shop around 10, uh, and the, the full contact laser tag place opens up at 11.15. And are they having uh, similar They problems? have been thriving. They've been thriving. Because everyone is so on edge because of the whole pandemic that right. all they want to do is not only have the option to shoot people from a distance, as you'd think most laser tag things would be, right, sure. but also... You get extra points if you full-on tackle them. You're kidding. Wow. I, really? w- I wouldn't kid. That's incredible. I wouldn't dare kid about that. I'm, I'm, uh, and it allows you to be a different person, you know. When I'm at uh, Cheesy Times USA, I am manager Rick Modblon, and sure. that is who I am. But when I'm in the laser pit, that's mm. what it's called, the oh, laser wow. pit, uh, I'm Dungus the Destructor. Wow. Yeah, and I and I and I get in there and and everybody respects Dungus and and if you don't respect Amazing. the Dungus, you're going to get thrungust. Again, I don't understand the words you're using, but I do understand the sentiment, you know? It's it's a feeling, Dean Ardenfell. It's sure that's is. what you got to feel. Well, I have you uh, one more question, then I'll move on to our second guest. Sure. Have you uh, considered... Is the question, have I ever thrown the laser gun at someone from a distance? Have you done Absolutely. It? That's my signature move. Wow. Well, now I, I've got that answer to that question. I'm going to move on here, but we're going to we're gonna continue. We're going to return to Rick uh, in just a moment. But uh, folks, my second guest today knows how to make money from a captive audience. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. all people who are breathing. Hi, I'm Rick Modblon, manager of the Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin branch of Cheesy Times USA. And I'm here to tell you that you're a piece of shit and you should work at my restaurant. Come on down to Cheesy Time USA and drop off an application. We're hiring, even if you're a leper. You could be a dishwasher. You could be a line cook. You could be an arm finder in our ball pit. You'll work for dirt and like it, you bags of trash. Cheesy Times USA. Get the cheese out of your ears. 
And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we've been talking to Rick Modblon of Cheesy Times USA, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. She is the Logistical Efficiency Coordinator for Incel, one of the country's most profitable operators of private prisons. In that role, she looks to streamline and monetize everything inside these facilities, from prisoner voicemails to feminine hygiene products. On weekends, she cliff dives into shallow waters. Please welcome Tinsley Drasco. Oh, thanks so much, Jean. It's so great to be here. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad that people are actually thinking about the uh, conditions and 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 what we're doing for our inmates in 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 our system. Totally, yeah. And yeah. I mean, you're you're looking for ways to pass the expenses of running a prison off onto the inmates or the inmates' family, right? Absolutely. I mean, really, if you look at history, there are many countries where it's really, uh, it's on the the prisoner's family to pay for the perks they get within those those walls. I love that you call them perks. Like some of these things are like phone calls to the family members and and, then tampons and such. And you're you're saying that they ought to, you know, they did the they did the crime. They ought to have to pay up for the those services. Well, I mean, it's you know, if you if you go to some place that's not your house, like to a hotel or something, you have to pay for that, right? Right. right, Well, what's the diff? I mean, come on. What's the deal? You know, I never thought of it that way. Like, uh, do you think that people, if they didn't have to pay for all of these services mm-hmm. and stuff, would just think of prison as like a free hotel? Yeah, absolutely. They try to get thrown into prison? Look, they get free food. Yeah, right. right? Well, not so free at our place. Really? You know? Is that no. so? No. If you if you want anything more than, well, you know, two tablespoons of mashed potatoes, a mm. half a, a, a burger, yeah. and a few peas, then you got to pay up, you know? Wow, wow. And so I, I know there's been some criticism that like monetizing everything like this um, is is creating more of like a, a, a black market economy within the prison, right? We have some great entrepreneurs among our our uh, wow. residents in, in our facility. Oh, so you're seeing it as like sparking innovation within Absolutely. The, the prison economy. People have come up with some fabulous ideas, which I have been happy to adopt. Really? really? Yes. Wow. Like Twisby. Uh, is that a person? No, it's the way we rent out the uh, the bunks. Okay, and what what's the significance of the word Twisby? So we the temperatures in the cell. Mm. If you want to be comfy sure. in the winter, you want top in the winter. Okay, because the warm air goes to the top. Right, right. right. And you want the cool air in the summer. Oh, so okay. bottom bottom summer. And, and top in the winter, so, so you can actually. Somebody came up. One of my one of my uh, guests, <laughs> if sure. you will. Came, oh, I will. Yeah, came up with this. I want this level in the in the winter. Right. I want to be warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. And voila, that caught there on. it was. And presumably, and then you realized, wow, every single inmate who sleeps in a top bunk in the wintertime is. Uh, a potential customer. Absolutely, you know, that's the market for that's this. That's right. This thing you can it's, it's really no different than posh. I still don't know what Twisby means. Well, top. Oh. Winter. T W. Okay. Yeah. Summer. Bottom. 
TWSB. Wow. Just like Posh, port out starboard home when people went to India from England. That's where this whole concept came from. You're blowing my mind right now. As well you should be. Posh was an acronym. uh, It is. And Twisby just sounded like a uh, prison inmate that I I hadn't heard of. (laughs) No. So so that's incredible. That's, I mean, so, so do you just walk around the prison looking for things to monetize? Is that, is physically how you do it or do you just like... That and making things more efficient. For example, Mm. we've gotten rid of forks. Oh, really? Absolutely. I mean, that's got to be a safety issue, right? Well, it's just why have two utensils when you can just have one? Right. I mean, we don't give them knives to cut up their food. We just pre-cut everything. So you're down to spoons exclusively? Spoons exclusively. Yeah. And it's more efficient, you know. We sure. And they're not the big ones, so they don't eat as much because it takes longer and they only have so much time in the dining room. So yeah. it cuts down on how much we have to feed them. Okay, so that saves money that way. So it's way. not just about charging them for, for different things. It's also about how can we cut expenses across the board in every way possible, even if it's something like for instance, food or water or heat. Uh, right. right. We, we, Dean, we don't charge for water. Oh, you don't? Okay. No, not between the hours of... of <laughs> not between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. We oh, don't wow. charge okay. a dime for water. Okay. Do you have a lot of people getting up asking for water in the middle of the night then? I, okay. I will admit I don't work those hours, but okay. I will... You know, that's a good point. I will have to ask the night guards about that. Yeah, and, and presumably, if that's the only time you're giving them water, that might be the only time they can flush their toilet, right? So, yeah. Well, honestly, if you can't drink a lot of water because mm. you're getting charged for it, yeah. I don't really have to worry about how often they're flushing it, do I? Uh, wow, it's really amazing. Uh, um, Rick, what do you think of all this? Like, it seems like you've got some, uh, there's some crossover in the way you guys are thinking. Like, it's all about how can we, you know, st- streamline things and make more money and make, you know, be more it's efficient. It's about the bottom line. It right. really That's is. That's what it is, right? You know, That's right. Capitalism. Exactly. Exactly. We yeah. understand each other more than anyone could ever understand. Also, diseases rampant, rampant, diseases rampant in these, uh, in these prisons as well as, as in Cheesy Times USA. Right? Yes. I was going to say that, uh, you know, uh, in a lot of ways, the prison is industrial con- complex is a lot like working at a restaurant. Uh, uh, explain. Why Why so? Uh, just that it sucks in both places. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it, it and, and there is that sense that like, uh, you know, for a lot of people, whether through their economic situation or what have you, are literally trapped in either one of those places and, you know, have no real means of escape. You know, that's what I thought. And then everyone just walked off of the jail. Right. It's as though <laughs> you threw the doors open to the prison and everyone walked exactly. out. Exactly. The, right. in, the inmates are running the asylum. I tell you that. <laughs> are you the inmate in that situation? You know, I, I meant it metaphorically <laughs> sure. speaking. Okay, all right. You know, yeah. about... The inmates are running around free. You're really the only prisoner left at Cheesy Times USA. Have you ever think of it that, I know. that way? Yeah, I, ha- I have. And I've eaten, you know, you mentioned Twisbees. I've eaten a lot of Twisbees. Uh, <laughs> Presumably that's something else. A Twisbee is, is a Cheesy Time USA uh, menu item. Oh, it's really? eight different cheeses hardened <laughs> in, in, and, and twisted into a pretzel shape. Wow. How is that served? Hot and ready. <laughs> Is there like a dipping sauce or anything? No, you use a spoon, don't you? Don't. <laughs> yeah, you use a spoon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. We Interesting. also cut out forks and knives. <laughs> 
Uh, now I know, I mean, not to get, not to get too political here, um, Tinsley, but the 13th amendment basically made it so that, uh, you know, slavery was illegal except in the case of prisoners. Right. And so you've got all this free labor that you can use for all sort all manner of things. Mm-hmm. I bet, man, I bet Rick would like to get his hands on some of that free labor. Gimme, gimme. <laughs> any, any, any idea of like outsourcing? Cause this is kind of what happened, you know, after slavery was abolished was like, you could rent people out to other other farms and such you ever think about like renting your 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 labor force out to someplace like cheesy times we already have several contacts with contracts with other yeah of course you know we've got the standard contracts with the highway department sure picking up you know yeah yeah bottles which we do allow them to cash those in for the nickel I wow. want see see, see and people we're, people we're call it generous. slavery, but they're getting something. They're out getting of it. something right. out of it, absolutely. And you know what? That we could possibly work something out with you on that. I know. I know, and and you know, I would have no aversion to that uh, because it's an easy job. So I'm not concerned with anyone not being able to do it. And you know, they're prisoners. Hmm. So if they catch a disease and die, it's like they deserved it because of their crime. Well, now, wait a second. I I will say that I don't want any attrition on my income source. And and so that would be a problem for me. Well, you would, you would, I mean, not to get too, uh, too in the weeds on this, but you have to, you have to factor in a certain amount of loss in any capitalist situation. Well, that's true. Now they do, some of them actually do get to go home. Right. Right. God Um, forbid they get released, right? uh, We do provide them with bags to take their stuff home. They're only $20 and... See, there you go. You're taking... Right to the end. Right to the very end. Right Right to the the very end. But... That's only five hours of work at Cheesy Times USA. That's true. They could walk straight over there with their bag and pay it off. Exactly. Uh, I I don't want to let you guys go before I ask about uh, Tinsley's cliff diving into shallow waters hobby. Mm -hmm. So, uh, presumably, the sort of... the, The thrill comes when the... The height to depth ratio is very large, right? High cliff, shallow water. Is that mm-hmm. what you're going for? And so how high and how shallow have you gone? Well, uh, about, I, th- I think the highest I've gone was about 47 feet above wow. the water. Mm-hmm. Wow. And how mm-hmm. deep was the water you were jumping into? Oh, let's see. That was um, about 10 inches. Wow. Oh, yeah. oh wow. <laughs> And what is that? You, is that why both of your bra- legs are broken right now? <laughs> well, that I I did not land as flat as I intended. So, it, so the strategy hey, is, is to stra- belly to flat. flat, belly or butt flat, butt, okay. back, totally flat. Whatever the totally opposite flat. of a belly now, flop is. Now the yep. one advantage that I have is bat wings. You know, okay, some you people think that yep. they're not attractive, mm. but they are not aerodynamic. Oh, and I so bad. I just use those. I thought oh, you were talking Jesus about like Christ. a like a nylon bat suit. You're talking no. about your physical arms. Exactly. I see? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. All right. It is horrifying. Okay. I don't know, Rick, if you can talk about things being nauseating, um, <laughs> given that you work in a lep- hey, leper colony. This, for- this, skin, this skin is between, it's like this a human bat. But well. you, you've seen people's limbs come off on the ball pit, Rick. Uh, anything uh, Anything I missed? Anything to add on either of one of your parts? I, I would like to say that our legal library mm. is opened. Wow. Uh, yeah, I only take 80% of the charge, but, uh, you know, it helps them out. So come on in. And, yeah. Probably gives them know, a sense of like 
purpose. false hope anyway. If they're thinking, I'm going to work on my case and get myself out of here, but then they right. have to pay, you know, X amount of dollars to right. avail themselves or your yeah. legal team. But yeah. nobody needs to go to legal aid. You can just come to my establishment and my uh, it's guests like, will help it's you right out. right there in the hotel, Absolutely. basically, like a concierge. Yep. Great. And what about you, Rick? Uh, uh, last week when I walked to the laser pit, mm. uh, I dropped a copy. Uh, it was a VHS of the film Turner and Hooch. Okay. And so if anyone out there listening has happened upon a copy of Turner and Hooch lying on right. the side of the road, uh, just get into contact with me or just right. bring it to the Cheesy Times USA in, uh, in, in it, where I work. Will do. I, I'd be happy to rent you a copy. Oh, perfect. Never, uh, never mind then. Rick Modblon was played by Tim Bridge. He is a stand-up comedian and improviser. He was a winner of the Vermont's Funniest Comedian Contest. You can find him soon telling jokes in Austin, Texas. Check him out at Haha Tim Bridge on Twitter and Tim underscore Bridge on TikTok. Tinsley Drasco was played by Shelley Mathias, a Vermont-based improv comedian, retired school administrator, sailor, hockey player. She also occasionally performs with her son, John, in a two-person improv team called Hand-Me-Downs. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfell. Please follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram. Join our Facebook group, Fans of the Corporation. You can even find Dean Ardenfell on TikTok now. Subscribe, review, rate, all that nice stuff. The Corporation is a production of Unicow Media, the official tiny little podcast network of Vermont Comedy Club, located in beautiful Burlington, Vermont. Vermont.